This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Pele leaned in and said something to Freddie. Don't let them change you. Keep working on what makes you different and what makes you special. It was great advice, but it caused me some problems. But what could change Freddie do? Soccer is going to explode and it's going to be around this kid. We were the Beatles. Everywhere we went, it was the Freddie show. And with that came the expectation and with that came the pressure. New episodes of American Prodigy drop Tuesdays from Blue Wire Podcasts. Blue Wire. You're listening to the Raider Cody Podcast, the official podcast of RaidersBeat.com. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing. Just win, baby. You're going to get everything I got. Everything I got. Give me everything you got. Do it for the man next to you. Let's go. Let's go. Raiders on three. One, two, three. Let's go get there. We talk about rebuilding, rebuilding. How do you rebuild? I don't think that Gruden came in to rebuild. I think he came to set his roster on fire. Raider Nation, what is going on? Coming to you guys with another episode this week because I wanted to sit down with a special guest, Lindsay Rhodes, and her new podcast that just came out on the Blue Wire Podcasting Network. And that's why I wanted to make this thing happen. She's part of the you know the Blue Wire family. So uh, we're gonna quit messing around. I'm not gonna you know jibber jabber you whatever. We're seven and five, Raider Nation. We're feeling good, awesome. I want Lindsay's opinion. So let's quit messing around and let's get on the former NFL Network analyst and current. Blue Wire podcaster and direct TV fantasy channel host, Lindsay Rhodes. So, joining me now, former NFL Network host and current host of DirecTV's uh, Fantasy Zone channel. Yeah. And more importantly, more host, importantly. host of your new podcast. <laughs> I, I'm going to say that just because I'm a podcaster and you're kind of in our Blue Wire family now. This yeah. is Lindsay Rhodes. Welcome to uh, one of the craziest Raider fan shows ever. And too bad, uh, you know, you might get a little video clip here at some point, but you're wearing a Raider jersey. What is going hey, on? Hey, my little Rod Woodson jersey. I thought I'd wear it for the occasion. <laughs> Perfect timing. So now with Blue Wire. Yeah. Obviously, you made like a little career transition, moving around a little bit and kind of exploring, kind of doing your own. This is like your own platform. This is you. Yeah. How are you liking it? Yeah, it's well, it's different. It's been a transition. Um, it's. Uh, a totally different format. And that's kind of fun for me at this point, I guess, trying to wade my way through. I got to the point in TV where I, I can, I can walk away at the end of a show and have a pretty good feel for like that worked. Yeah. This part of the show worked. That part was like, eh, you know, and this is 
weird because it feels, and I don't know if the, if it's just because of the pandemic and, you know, yeah. kind of come and I sit here in my home office yeah. <laughs> and I record this thing with like two other people that are in on the zoom and they're listening yeah. and then it goes out and there's, it's like, is this really happening? Yeah. <laughs> you know, is anyone listening to this? It just yeah. feels, it's a little bit of an isolating experience, but I'm, uh, but I am actually having a great time with it because it's afforded me the opportunity to reach out to a lot of people that I've never worked with, yeah. but have always admired or consumed their content from afar. And so it just gives me an excuse to reach out to people that I think are very interesting and say, Hey, okay, come on and yeah. please talk football with me, which is something I really like to do. So yeah. it's fun to have an excuse to talk, ask people to do that with me. Yeah. And it's your choice. You can talk to whoever you want. Exactly. <laughs> Good stuff. So I want to know you're on the, you're on a Raider fan show and this is not just, you know, we don't just talk about the Raiders. We're, this we're Raider, a Nation. Raider fan show, by the way. That's what I'm saying. You're a little scary on Twitter. Hey, Raider Cody, I'm a little obnoxious. I wouldn't say scary. I'm just a little <laughs> obnoxious. This is, um, like think of you like walking through a Raider tailgate and not, I'm not saying like what the tailgates are going to be, what the tailgates were. You go through an Oakland parking lot. That's how I like to see my Twitter profile as, because if you're it. coming through the, the the alley and I'm sitting there, you know, barbecuing up, you know, ribs or tri-tip or whatever we got before game time and you're an opposing team, mm. you know, you're going to, you're going to get that. You're going to get that smoke. That's for sure. So you're going to get Maybe that Maybe that's Twitter. why subconsciously I wore my jersey. That's probably like, what it is. Please be nice to me. Look at me representing. Yeah. You're, you're just kind of in there in disguise. <laughs> And, and you're going to pass along. I, I would hand you a rib right now and maybe, you know what I mean? Okay. Some mashed potatoes or potato salad, whatever we had I'd going be welcomed. on. <laughs> but I want to know, I mean, obviously you kind of already, we have a reputation as, as a fan base, but yeah. what do you think of, you know, whenever you hear Raider nation, what do mm. you think of? Uh, hardcore, like hardcore. <laughs> I, I feel like Raider fans are, one of those like very passionate, very hardcore, very, very loyal fan bases. Um, and I think it takes different forms. I think we've seen that this week, even yeah. uh, in a way that I think has been somewhat interesting. Like the hardcore can take either a, don't you dare talk shit on my team. <laughs> you, you know, even if you're one of us, yeah. um, which we've seen this past week or like you, I'm hard to please, you know, this is, I am here for you and you better be here for me and yeah. you better play better against the jets or you're going to hear it from yeah. me, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, my brother is a hardcore Raider fan, like as in, Ooh. um, Oh yeah. Like, like around draft time, he'll call me up and he's like, so I think in the sixth round, there's this safety that we should, you know I mean? I'm, I'm like, what are you talking about <laughs> that? You're scouting the sixth round options, you know? It's and so hard. I always, I always keep that in mind too, though. Um, like from a TV content standpoint in the past, I've always kept people like my brother and you yeah. guys in mind, because I know a lot of times on TV, we, we kind of skim the surface a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, so it's been good to have him be somebody that, that is as hardcore as he is yeah. to have that in the back of my mind. Like we're not providing any content for my brother right now. If we just talk about who they should take in the first round and it's the same person that we said yesterday and the day before and the day before, you know, like, yeah. so, um, that's another thing that I'm having fun with having my podcast. Cause I can talk about whatever I want. So if I want to talk about the sixth round safety <laughs> that I should take, then we can go in that direction. But it. yeah, no Raider nation. I mean, you know, you know, yeah. you know, your reputation around the league. Yeah. 
They were, you guys uh, are scary. I don't everyone, know if I want to Everyone loves like, us. Everyone loves reverse the Reverse into the black hole with my children. <laughs> you okay we're, there? We're, we're nice people. Yeah, actually, you know, the black hole might be one of the, the, the safest places. It's whenever you're up in like the fourth deck, that's when you got to worry. But okay. down in the black hole, you're good. You know, you're in front of all the, the television cameras and everything. But don't, yeah. uh, I, me and my wife learned the hard way. We actually sat down the black hole, the final game in Oakland. We learned oh. if even if you had to go to the bathroom, you're not going to be able to leave and go to the bathroom. You're boxed in, and not one person moves an inch the entire game. It's nuts. And and discouraged against being <laughs> the one person that is leaving. Yeah, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse yeah. me. Through okay. fifty yeah, people. No. Yeah, it doesn't work. It, it's it's very awkward. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that's cool. I'm glad you hit on that because there are so many different like ranges of Raider fans, and that's what makes us a passionate fan base because we're passionate all across the board. doesn't matter what you talk about. You want to get a rise out of us. You can get a rise out of us. You want to be pessimistic and you're going to get the same people that kind of want to climb into that. We've been, we've been through a lot. All right. You know, we're, we're heartbroken. See, I think even the pessimistic type of fan though, I get that too. You know, I get the, like, I'm, I'm showing up for you and I know all of the ins and outs of this team. And so a lot of times I think that, you know, the fans, like the hardcore fans, they're the ones who have a right to be critical. It's like your own family, you yeah. know, like I can talk trash about my mom to my brother, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you can't, yeah, exactly. you know, so it's, it's a little bit different, you know, you know, specifically the things that are working and not working in a little bit more detail because you guys care so much. Yeah. Well, on this side of the fence, I'll tell you, Lindsay, we are very optimistic over here at the Raider Cody podcast. Yes. And, yes and I have the, picked up on that. And I, and I'm bringing you here because I want, okay. I want, this is the thing is, is whenever I say it, it doesn't, it doesn't work. People aren't buying into it. Right. So oh. I need you to convince the listeners. This feels pressure packed. I need you to convince them, right? This is this, okay. cause you're the professional. I'm just the, I'm the biased fan. It okay. doesn't work. So for you, please explain to them that we are Super Bowl okay. contenders this year. Oh, oh. <laughs> Come on, Mr. Cody. Here we go. Let's go. <laughs> Come on. The NFL I mean, Roadshow and the Raiders this, are taking the Roadshow to the playoff. Let's go. You know, any given Sunday. <laughs> no. So the thing is, I think that I think that you guys are on your way, right? Like yeah. I love, I mean, I'm completely biased. I will say this right now. I yeah. love Mike Mayock. I think he's a really good football person. Yes. I think he is. Uh, you guys do not know how in the weeds this guy is like he (laughs) is the perfect person to be heading a front office and i love that it seems like he's vibing with gruden and because i thought for sure they were going to punch each other in the face at some some point point, just based on like their personalities um so but i i trust that he will he's taking you in the right direction Mm -hmm. and i love some of the acquisitions that have been made over the course of the last couple years i think it's hard to build and just go, here's a piece, here's a piece, here's a piece, mm-hmm. Super Bowl, you know, yeah. like, I just don't think that that's how it works. And I don't think that that's where the Raiders were building from. And I think that it might be like, you know, a year away. Yeah. Yeah. I think there are some pieces that are missing on the defensive Couple side months, of the ball in particular. Two, two months. Two months. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what I meant by, <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. We're building. Um, yeah. Two months away. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. But yeah, yeah. I mean, like, uh, you're right. You're absolutely right. And Mike Mayock has, I think, had his own growing pains as a general manager. And he got thrown into the trenches with mm-hmm. what happened last offseason, number 84, whose name we do not speak of on this show. Well, yeah, I'm not a fan. Uh, man, I mean, you I'm should. I'm not you, a fan. You, this is not a yeah. <laughs> black 84 jersey that I'm wearing. No, I'm for so you. many reasons. But I, I was I was 
so frustrated about what happened with him in Oakland. And, you know, obviously I worked with David Carr pretty closely for a long time. And so talking to him or kind of like witnessing this whole thing taking place as he's sitting next to me, you know, work every day. And it was just so frustrating when he showed up with the Patriots and everybody was like, it's like they forgot immediately everything he had put the Raiders through. And, um, let's just say, you know, Mm. I'm not, I'm not saying that karma is what's taking place down in Tampa Bay right now, but it might, might not, not be. Yeah. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't doubt it. It's not working. Speaking of, uh, David Carr, we actually have a celebrity question tonight from him. Yeah. He wants to know from you. He wants to know. This is serious. This is a serious question. And I'm going to need your full attention, just like the last okay, one. I'm paying okay? attention. So he wants to know who your dark horse MVP candidate is. Is this like, <laughs> I feel like I'm just being set up. It's Derek. It's super obviously Derek. Okay. Okay. Perfect. How could I possibly go in any other direction? The, uh, yeah, the dark horse. Well, I mean, so if they won the Super Bowl, right? Yeah which you, you're suggesting is an obvious thing that they're building toward in two months, yeah. then you'd have to go with Derek. Well, even in the regular season, because, I mean, that's really what you're going off of. You make a good run in the playoffs, cool, but if you took a... Well, they're going to have to go on a run what if, if you t- put themselves in a position to win the Super Bowl. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, we're going to get there. But, but looking at regular season, you take yeah. this team that is easily, you know, probably, probably bottom five, unless things mm-hmm. change on defense. You take a bottom five defense like that into an AFC playoff race that is probably going to have, you know, the, the last seed is probably going to have a 10-win team in it. The a, getting into the AFC playoffs this year is going to be no joke. So, man, I yeah. I mean, I did, a a lot of, I did some research. Oh, I like that. Uh, of, Good notes. Of the teams, because um, I wanted to be able to specifically figure out what I thought about the Raiders' chances of getting into the postseason. And um, it's it's funny because the Colts game this week obviously is, yeah. is huge. Um, and I don't know that I think you can overtake the Colts again without a win head-to-head against them just because yeah. they have the Texans on the schedule and the Jags on the schedule. It should be W's for them. Yeah, Any weird stuff can happen. I expect that they'll probably lose to the Steelers and giving that one away. But I just think that that's a tough path forward. The Dolphins, I think, are the team that are actually the team that you might have a better shot of flipping out um, with that head-to-head matchup against Mm -hmm. them in week 16, it looks like. Yes. Because their schedule the rest of the way, they've got the Chiefs and the Patriots, which I don't know with Flores and Belichick, although the Patriots looked awful on Thursday night football. And then they've got the Bills in week 17, and that's a very losable game too. So that head-to-head might be more valuable. The thing that – that uh, my question about the Raiders going down the stretch is not so much. It's just that the chargers and the Broncos, which appear to be their winnable games. Cause the dolphins is a tough one. The dolphins are playing well, not particularly on offense, but their defense is just so freaking yes. good so far that it doesn't matter that two has looked like, but you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. but, um, but the chargers and Broncos, which are your winnable games are the division games. And that's just yeah. so weird. You know, I don't, I don't, it's tough to bank on that because things yeah. get so weird in those games. But um, that, that's where any given Sunday comes up the most. It seems like is in division games. You, you never know. And the fact that we've beat them both already and they're probably not going to have playoff hopes. Why not play spoiler again? And we saw the same thing last year, right? We're playing the, the Broncos the last game of the year last year. And although there was other games 
that kind of already, you know, put the dominoes in place for us and we couldn't get into the playoffs with a win or a loss. Um, they beat us then. They played us hard. So it's going to be one of those things where we got to bring it. Now, this week will be big. So to go back to your point, point about Derek, though, because Derek has been playing so well this season that I'm a little bit bummed that we're talking right now because we're coming off of these two weeks that have yeah. just been such total head scratchers. Like the Falcons game felt to me like, it, you know, we heard the word flat thrown around after the game. Like that's yeah. totally what it felt like to yes. me. That was a game that they should have won, that they just didn't win. But this is also one of those years. And then the Jets being you know, close. Well, we've seen a lot of good teams play bad teams close this year without any fans in the stands. Like it's just a weird vibe of a year. And so it's, it's, I think it's becoming harder and harder to predict things like lines because you just don't know who's going to come with juice and who's going to have to manufacture it. And if they need to manufacture it, where is it going to come from without any kind of like roar to, you know, Mm -hmm. get you up during the game. But, um, but this is a big game for Derek. Because yeah. he, I think it would be important for him to get us talking about some of the things that we were talking about coming out of that Chiefs game and how mm-hmm. well he's played this year and the fact that he is going deep and he, you know, he's not that like dink and dunk guy that he's been in the last couple of years because that's what they asked him to be and because that's what the people around him sort of demanded him to be. Like he didn't have who's he, who was he not. Who was he going to go deep to last year? You know, <laughs> uh, so, Tyro Williams that had uh, injured. Uh, what is it? Both ankles. I mean, no yeah. offense, uh. but like they just they didn't have that, which is uh. which is why they put up with all of the stuff that they did from AB as long as yeah. they did. I would imagine. Um, but so this Colts mm-hmm. defense is really good, you know, and so if he can come out and dissect them and do what he had been doing. Uh, like against the Chiefs, then that would be a good momentum swing, I think, down the stretch for both him and for the team. We're going to take a quick break. Then when we get back, we'll be talking more with Lindsay. 2020 has already reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site. According to Comscore, Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Football is back in full swing, and you might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you get in on every possible chance to win this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. He 
starting to get those headlines that he saw again in the off season, right? That I think kind of fueled yeah. this season. He came out hot, like you're saying that it sucks these last two games just because they're just bleh. Um, yeah. Hopefully they do get back on track, but this, I mean, the last two off seasons have been rough for him. The just yeah. the stories with like him and John Gruden not getting along, uh, broken relationships in the locker room, so much stuff that was. Very unwarranted. And for me as a fan, I'm kind of more of like a, like a, I guess a player's fan. Um, I love my team and pretty much every player that plays for it, right? I'm pulling for them. You do you, things that are bigger than football. And you see these things and it's like, man, that's the side of media that I really don't like. And that's the main reason I started this podcast. What are your, what are your thoughts on some of these headlines that were thrown at our quarterback's way and, um, you know, kind of just really making this a rocky path for him going into a big season? Well, in terms of his relationship with Gruden and that kind of stuff, I think I think it's fair to wonder if he's the quarterback, yeah. right? Just oh, yeah. because they've been making changes. It was a new regime when they came in. I think just sitting on the outside looking at things, and I, I think Gruden made some missteps very early on in his Raiders coaching career by talking about draft quarterbacks yeah, in yeah, such yeah. a way that made it, seem like the door was open and you could make the argument that he was trying to throw people off what his plan actually was. Agreed. But even as it was happening, I was like, this is the worst thing he could be doing. (laughs) Derek, this is not the way to do it because you need to be building up confidence in your fan base and your quarterback. And you are sitting in a position where you have the power to do that. If you come in and you say, I love this guy and you are consistent with it and you tell us why then it takes away those headlines. So a lot of those sort of off-season wounds were kind of self-inflicted because doors were opened that didn't have to have been mm-hmm. opened. So um, I think David has been very consistent in telling me off-air all, all of that stuff that he that Derek and Gruden are really tight. Yeah. So um, I think that maybe some of the relationship stuff has just been barking up the wrong tree. I don't know if Derek is John Gruden's ideal quarterback. I don't, I don't know that, you yeah, know, no but one I, does. Think, yeah. I think that I think they'd be silly to move on just because he's at the very least good enough. Yeah. You know, I think there are a lot of quarterbacks, a lot who need things around them to be a certain way in order to look like they are really good quarterbacks. There are only a handful of guys who could step into any circumstance and, and just sling it and make things happen that aren't there because of the system or Mm -hmm. because other people are exactly where they're supposed to be when they're supposed to be there. And they're very good at their job too, you know? Yeah. So I don't think it's necessarily fair to have any kind of conversation about like, he's not the guy. I think there are enough holes elsewhere where go fill those holes. And then if it's not working, okay, then we talk, you know, but use the resources to plug up some areas on defense and to, um, yeah, Yeah. I mean, (laughs) you know, cause, cause my thing about the Raiders is that I think that they're very good this year, but I don't know if there's a thing that I can think of that, that where I go, they do that so well, you know, like what's yeah. the thing that they do really well? Like they can run the ball. The O-line's been pretty good the last few years. And Josh Jacobs is obviously a stud and Darren Waller yeah. is a crazy talent. And I love the fact that they have these guys that can stretch the field now, but they're still also not that offense where you go, 
oh my God, I don't want to play the Raiders. Like you yeah. feel about, you know, most teams feel about the chiefs. And so there are a handful of teams that you feel that way about, or like the dolphins. Now they're like, it doesn't even matter that two is whatever, because the dolphins defense has come on so strong and they're being coached up so well. Mm-hmm. So I just, that's, I think the thing that I'm waiting to see from the Raiders is some one thing that I can pin yeah. uh, like, you know, they take the ball away, they're ball Hawks or they protect the ball or just something that I can yeah. say, that is the thing. That's who they are. And I'm not sure that I know that yet. Yeah. Everything is so inconsistent. It seems like you're right. It, we, mm-hmm. we start to get good things going, but then whatever tries to complement it, ultimate team sport, right? So whenever there's something not going right, it's keeping us, you know, I'm keeping the other team in the game. And that's what's really been frustrating, I think, because we see even like last week, we create like three turnovers. This is something we've been asking for as Raiders fans. We're going into shootouts with other teams, taking deep bombs, and while the defense is just kind of getting chewed up. And then we start to sputter a little bit on offense, and then the defense is creating turnovers. It's like, when are we going to put everything together at once and make this a complete team this year? Let me ask you this, um, because I'm curious, because you're obviously hardcore. Who's your favorite. And I don't know if this is a fair question to you since, uh, you might not want to name anybody. Cause Uh-oh. I think they all follow you and stuff, but, Uh-oh. uh, which do you have a favorite defensive player on your team? Like who is the guy on your defense? As Ooh, far as you're concerned, that's a good question, man. I would say probably Trayvon Mullen. I'm a big defensive backs guy. Uh, my all time favorite Raider, uh, is Charles Woodson. Okay. And it made me fall in love with the defense. Anytime we we're playing pickup football, any anytime I was playing football at all, I always wanted to be either a safety or a corner. I wanted to play uh, in the secondary. So I would say probably Trayvon Mullen. And seeing him show flashes of the next kind of good Raiders corner, I'm not going to say great because obviously he has a long career to go. But mm-hmm. just like this is probably the best thing we've seen since Namdi Asamoah. So Having them out there making this is what that's a blast from the past. I love it. It is. I and I we loved Awesome Wall. That was you know kind of the the next best thing we had to uh, Charles Woodson whenever he was gone. So to get Mullen in there and having you know the two big interceptions that he had. He had the uh, was it Kansas City. He had one against the last Kansas City game, and then of course just this last week, nice little one hand interception. Seeing that gets me all fired up. We're actually we're we're giving away or we're raffling off an autographed Trayvon Mullen jersey right now for our One Nation Foundation. So See, look at you. Yeah, that's kind of our that's kind of like my guy right now. I would say that's probably on defense. But I'm a, I'm also a big Max Crosby fan. Um, I had the honor actually of being the first person to interview him as a Raider whenever he got drafted. So. That was kind of cool. Yeah, I kind of swooped in and got with the agent, and we talked. And, uh, yeah, he was just kind of a, a lot of fans liked him. Fourth-round pick, you know, how much do you expect from a fourth-round pick? Seemed cool because he's so underrated, right? We yeah. woke up that, uh, whatever it was, Sunday morning, woke up Sunday morning, sit down, had breakfast, and boom, Max Crosby's off the board. He says, oh, I felt like the Raiders are going to take me. I just told my dad. So getting that as a Raiders fan, you're like, yes, he has a – I think he even has a Raiders tattoo now. So, you know, you see things like that. And I, I love Max Crosby. He's uh, one of those guys that's developing, putting putting some weight on, and hopefully a Raider for, you know, eight-plus years. Yeah. I, I do, like you mentioned, uh, Trayvon, I, I do, like, I, I wish that the the takeaways were a little bit more spread out. You know, yeah, like yeah. like seeing them come in those bunches. Yeah. Because I do feel like there have been some games where you're like, okay, okay, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But then you go and you look at where they rank in terms of takeaways and the rest of the league, and they're like middle of the pack. Yeah. Like just, you know, maybe a little bit more frequently. Yeah, we're finally picking it up because the first part of the season, we were back to where we 
Oh, I've always been. And it's like bottom five or the worst in the league. And, you know, we're just, you know, getting those sacks together. Cleveland Farrell heating up. I feel like I feel like things are, are good with the defense. Um, to transition over to a, a, a fan side, and this is another thing I want you to you gotta you gotta clarify some things with me. I'm glad you're you're bringing a very unbiased opinion. Not surprising. Okay. You're not a Raider fan like I am. Um, so one thing I really want to talk about is is the COVID situation in the NFL right now. Mm. And of course, it's been wild. It's been a roller coaster as it's been everywhere in the mm. world right now. So I don't know. I guess you guys are mad. Yeah, we are. You know, yeah, my brother calls me every single time somebody else's game isn't um, pushed up. Well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's like, the first thing I look for. Uh, oh, they gained game days. Yeah. Don't worry about us. Like you guys have like 30 people on yeah. the COVID reserve list, but sure. Take a few more days. Well, it's like I've settled a little bit since like they forced the Broncos to play with a practice squad wide receiver <laughs> at quarterback. Like that's absurd. Okay. So I saw that. I'm like, uh, if that happened to us, I would be off my rocker. Like I would have probably so many letters sent to Goodell. It'd be insane. I would, I would be losing my mind. And that's a, the state of mind I'd never want to be at as a fan. Um, and even like the saints, right. They have their locker room party. They, I think had a pick taken, they got fined. Okay. Things kind of settle. But then I see the Ravens who are basically getting all these players on the list, right they, I mean, they got to have the record for most players and coaches on the, on the list so far this season. And they're mm-hmm. like getting fed milk and cookies to get along and get their, you know, players together for their games. And and they're pushing them back, pushing they probably have their games pushed back eight to ten times, it seems like in my head. And I don't know what it is. You know what? No, I know what it is. I know what it is. It's because we're in like a playoff race in the AFC yeah, I, right now. It's, it's like because you're both seven and five. Yes. Does that have anything that yes, that's it. It has okay. everything to do with it. It's it's frustrating because I feel like it's not leveling the the playing field in that sense. So I mean I'm not gonna say I'm frustrated with the way the NFL handled like our discipline, but mm-hmm. I just wish it was a little bit more consistent whenever it came to actual contenders. Cause I felt like we got the, the Broncos treatment and Broncos aren't in it. So like, Oh yeah, no, go, go play with whoever, whatever, but we're in the playoff race and we didn't get anything except everything ripped away within like a week. So Lindsay did, talk me so, off the ledge or am I, should I stay I up here? I think, look, I, I know that there are a lot of fans out there that think that the league's out to get Raider nation. They are. Um, I don't, you know, know. Let us think that. that. Um, okay. I'll, I'll leave that for you. But, um, I think that the, the primary thing is here is that at this stage in the season, I think earlier in the season, they were moving some things around and making allowances in ways that I don't think that they would right now. Like, I think things have just changed and they need to get those games in and they really don't want to you know, cancel a game or postpone a game because at this stage in the season, now that the buys are (laughs) done, like what would that mean? That means that they have to then add an extra week and then they're going to have to add an extra playoff team. And I just think that the complicating factors have become so great that it's kind of backed them into a corner where what we're seeing now is what we're going to see. I think that they're going to make every possible, like they're going to try as hard as they can to get games to take place and not get postponed and not give anybody that kind of advantage, not because they don't want to give them that advantage, but just because of all of the things that it means. And Amy Trask, um, I I know you guys love, of course. Yes. She's going to be on the NFL roadshow on Monday's uh, episode. Um, 
Yeah. So I'm going to interrupt then. Make sure you guys subscribe okay. on your favorite podcasting platform. We talked about it earlier, the NFL Roadshow. I'm going to have links in the description of this podcast. So wherever you're listening, click on it, Android, iOS, get in there. If you don't have an iPhone, maybe don't listen anyways. I don't really like you guys. Thank anyways. you, I'm Cody. <laughs> I need to get better at that, the the promotion thing. Um, oh, yeah, and five-star rating in a, in a review. Yeah. You got to do that. Yeah. I left yeah. I left one on your show by the way. Just Oh, thank you, know. you. Yeah. It was good. Uh, like and subscribe. My my daughter is this is scary cuz she's three and a half. So now she watches <laughs> enough YouTube kids apparently. I'm a really awful mother. Um <laughs> that she has started telling us to comment below and <laughs> and subscribe. That is hilarious. Just like randomly when she's talking about things. That is she's hilarious. like and here is my dress and comment below and subscribe. Oh my goodness, that is I'm funny. Like, oh, okay, we got to take that iPad away from you. Influencer in the making. Sometimes. Yeah. So, what were we talking about here? Oh, the the yeah, the COVID stuff. Yes. I just I just think that the Ravens found themselves in a situation where they just needed to get the game in and they couldn't get the game in on Thursday cuz they just didn't have enough players to yeah. put out there. Like it it was just so a seen the amount of people that they were going to have to um play without i think well you know what make them forfeit they can take another loss on their record right you know but the problem there <laughs> because i i was with you right i'm a oh. little bit i'm a little bit more hardcore about all this like some of the some of the things that that some of these teams still are doing like yeah. the broncos thing kind of annoyed me because i was like it's so easy to work around yeah like just don't all go in the same place without a mask. Like yeah. not, they didn't even have it, you know, it's like crazy. one of them had it. The other people, it's not even like they tested positive or anything like that. Just make yourself not a close contact yeah. by just throwing the mask on. Like that was all that was needed. So I didn't have a whole lot of sympathy for the Broncos in this situation. Cause it felt like it was so self-inflicted. Um, but the uh, Ravens felt a little bit more like, yes, self-inflicted obviously because they're, they, clearly spread it all over the whole facility, yeah. but you don't know where it was coming from. It felt like it came from an actual competitive game. And so then yeah. that's a weird situation. See, um, now I felt like ours was self-inflicted too. And that's, I mean, that's why I'm like, okay with it, but just keep it consistent. That's all I ask. Now, this is one thing that really got uh, the gears turning again. And that's why I wanted to talk about it. Des Bryant and the Cowboys game. We're going to get a little off Raiders oh, topic right now. How weird, huh? weird is it to just all of a sudden you just get then now they're just going to ignore it. Like you'd not well, lose the prime. They time placed game? him on, they placed him on the COVID list today. Finally, after he even what? said though, he's, he's come back with like two negative tests or whatever, back to back. And then uh, I think it was uh, Ian Rappaport had put out that they saw and put him on the COVID list. And then all of a sudden a couple hours later, he's on the COVID list. I don't know. It, 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 don't it's such know. a weird thing. It, and to me, it was just, there was a picture that uh, the, was it the Ravens? Yeah, I think it was it was a Ravens yeah, reporter had. The, and then deleted of him like deleted. hugging someone on the other team. Hugging a coach and he like, it just yeah. tested positive for COVID and they're just like, yeah, you know, whatever. I mean, all of a sudden screw close contacts. That's kind of where I'm just like in the air. You, you can let me speak on this, I guess. I'll, I'll air out all the frustrations on that part of it because uh, I just don't understand why all of a sudden now when it comes to game time and things being played and getting views and everything, now it's there. Now the restrictions don't matter all of a sudden. And that's kind of the frustrating part. It's like, Hey, if we're going to abide by all these guidelines, which I think we all should. And I was very frustrated with our team whenever they didn't don't cut it off just because now it's time to make money. 
I think we need we need yeah. to we need to go through with it and uh, you know put them all in quarantine. Where's the close contacts? Yeah, the problem with the forfeit thing that was the point that I wanted to hit on that you brought up that I think is a totally valid point. And I yeah. would I am a hundred percent somebody that was like, well, y- your problem, you yeah. know, like you could have avoided this. So then take the, take the L and let's move on. Except for then the Steelers wouldn't have earned a paycheck. True. And that is such a bizarre little quirk in all of this mm. that that the team who did nothing wrong doesn't I mean, and I think you could probably attempt to fix that. Yeah. <laughs> but but then the argument, I guess, is that it's all this lost revenue. And how do you come back with it? I mean, you just find the money, right? Like, yeah. to, to me, that seems like a, a bigger problem that you would potentially move forward in an unsafe environment and and in an inequitable uh, environment just because you don't want to pay them their game checks like yeah. in the larger scheme of things that feels like a pretty small financial thing but yeah. but again i'm not balancing the books so yeah. why don't you take the, take all the money that you're finding the teams that are doing bad and give it to the teams <laughs> that go. are you know got their game canceled there you go gruden's check can go to the Steelers. <laughs> basically we've had so <laughs> many fines it's ridiculous the team totally. john gruden the players clean that up man that was lesson terrible. learned yeah well I, hopefully now Hopefully I got a little slap I don't in the have any face. wood next to me, but you know, I'm right, knocking on right stuff. Right here, I got you. I mean, it's one of those things where hopefully now our young guys realize we're four games away from hopefully playing in the playoffs. Oh, mess it Buckle up. down, just sit at home for a month. How hard is that? Just do your thing. You can think it's as lame as you want to think it is. Just do it. Gosh, it's insane. So um, to wrap this thing up with one yeah. final thing, I'll let you kind of just say your piece. How do you feel the Raiders will finish this season? Because right now we're sitting seven in the to five. Super Bowl. Oh, mean, okay. Like, what will the final score be? What will be the Is final score of the Super Bowl? Yes. <laughs> Easy enough. Now, now, I, Who will I, they beat in the Super Bowl, Lindsay? That's my question. <laughs> I'm glad you, I'm glad I've convinced you and you're convincing yeah. them. See, because they'll listen to you. They won't listen yeah, will to Will Taysom Hill still be the quarterback for the Saints <laughs> when the Raiders beat them in the Super Bowl? I actually would love a Raiders-Packers Super Bowl because uh, the only other team that I have a little bit I'm nice to that. You won't see me um, getting all crazy with on Twitter is the Packers just because they're my grandma's team. <laughs> <laughs> see, I'm a little softy. Sometimes we found the weak spot. That's it. I'm a little softy on some things. So I think, That's I think it. it's the Packers. Do they know that? Um, I actually, I, I, we follow each other, big uh, Cheesehead TV. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Aaron. Yeah. So we Aaron. follow each other and we talk back and forth friendly. Any other friendly. team I'm like, you know, kick rocks, dude. Okay, so beat He's the cool. Chiefs in the AFC Championship and then go and play the Packers. I and, think. And we'll see a nice Raider Cody. I think we sneak in seventh okay. seed uh-huh. and we play the number two seed Chiefs week one of the playoffs. <laughs> and we take them down, obviously. Well, that's possible. Yeah. That's 100% possible. Do you like your chances of beating the Chiefs better in the first round than the Steelers? I mean, in a way. Honestly, the, this loss to the Chiefs recently, although it put us in like a little sputter for two games, I kind of like it in a way. It, it, it's now we're back and forth. I felt really weird even going into that week. I'm in my head. I don't want to say this, but in my head, I'm thinking, I don't know if I want them to to beat them a second time because then when we, if we face them a third time, you think we're going to beat them three times in the same year? Probably not. Uh, I think our chances right now of playing them a third time now, being one and one, splitting the games. It still would have been nice to beat them two times. It would have been. It would have been. But if we get that third match, or when we get that third matchup, should I say, right? Obviously, right, uh, the, the Super Bowl contender is going through Kansas City. So if we yeah. want to get that far, it's going to go through Arrowhead. 
and we got to make it. I don't know. Honestly, this Colts game is going to determine it for me. What, what's honestly the honest opinion? You can, you can shake my Super Bowl aspirations off for a second and tell me your honest opinion of the Raiders. I think that they are going to be in a dogfight to make the playoffs. And yeah. I think that I so it's just the teams that they're there with that concern me. Like the Ravens have such a winnable schedule. So yeah. if you can get past the uh, eight and four, if you can pop one of those teams out, the Dolphins or the Colts, which again, as we've mentioned, you guys have that head to head against them. And mm-hmm. so a lot will be riding on those games. Um, but then the Ravens who have the same record play the Browns and the Jags and the Giants and the Bengals. And let's just count up the Jaguars and the Bengals as wins for the Ravens. And I realized that the Ravens have been kind of like, you know, we're not impressed with them this year, but I went back and I looked at their, uh, win loss, the, their whole schedule this year, and they've lost to good teams. Yeah. The Patriots are their worst loss and the Patriots are just weird, you know, like they're still Bill Belichick back there, um, pulling the strings. So I think this will be a big week for them against the Browns and we'll find out also a lot about the Browns and whether last week was a total mirage. But I think that you guys are hoping that the giants and the Browns are legit. Yeah. And that what we've seen from them in the last couple of weeks is actually like that they are as good as they have looked because you need some people to knock off the Ravens too. It's not just the dolphins and the Colts. Um, Man. Just in case, just in case the Colts or Dolphins doesn't go your way. It is crazy that last year, and I'll close it on this, I guess, that last year, had there been a seventh seed, we would have, if we beat the Broncos, no matter what, that final game, we would have been in the playoffs. That's with eight wins, eight and eight. Right now, we get one more win and that's it. We're not even close to making the playoffs, most likely. It's what a swing of events while getting an extra seed in the playoffs. If that is not the most Raiders- Hope, oh, you know, know. Um, that's the one thing you might not say we, you know, the NFL's not out to get us, but we got this weird thing about us, this weird luck, but, but here's the thing that you could, that, that, that takes away from that argument. They gave an extra seed the year after you needed it. So <laughs> you could even say they're trying to throw you a bomb. They're yeah. like, Oh, you guys barely missed out. Here you go. We'll give you another chance. <laughs> Come on, Raiders, please. Do take it. It. <laughs> right. See, that's a different perspective to look that's at. That's a good it. perspective. I don't like it though. I like to play poor me sometimes. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, it makes me feel better. Be that's not our fault. It's angry. their fault. So again, Lindsay, I appreciate you taking the time away from your family. Um, I know how you know precious time is, and it's busy. You probably are. Um, I appreciate you coming on the show, and all the listeners again, Raider Nation. You heard her, Amy Trask, coming on the show Monday. Yeah. You got to go listen to the Princess of Darkness. This is going to be good stuff. Make sure you ask. Amy, I want to hear mm-hmm. any new flavors of ice cream that she's been trying out. See what see. What, I want oh, to see. She's big into the ice cream. Yeah. And the I love Lucy gifts. Yes. And yeah. And hi. And hi. Yes. I failed to say hi to her once in Ooh. responding to her on Twitter. And my brother texted me and was like, I am so embarrassed <laughs> that you're my sister. I love that. You didn't say and hi in your tweet. I feel like I need to get your brother on this podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't even, don't even. Uh, yeah, he thinks he's my executive producer. He gives me ideas about my show like every See? five minutes. I need him because then we can fall down this rabbit hole together on why the NFL's out to get us. There you go. <laughs> He'll be there with you. He will be. Thank you, Ra- Raider Cody. I just called you Raider, Raider Cody. Like instead, like instead of that's my you know, first, your name. first name. Thanks, Raider. No, that's my first name. Is it? No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> 
I'm gonna leave on that note. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Lindsay, thanks for thanks for below. coming. Subscribe, NFL Road Show. <laughs> See you guys later. We'll talk soon, Lindsay. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from RootMetric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.